I got love for you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Cabbie Presents. I'm your host, annoying as ever, Cabbie Richards. My adventures can be found on Twitter, at Cabbie. My food pics can be found on Instagram, at the real Cabbie. And sometimes I post stuff on the Book of Faces, and that's with the government name Cabral Richards on Facebook, the Book of Faces. Today I have a great conversation. You may not know him because he has yet to become a household name, but he's one of the few Canadians that plays in the NFL and part of an even smaller fraternity of Canadians that have won the Super Bowl. Great dude by all accounts. He just completed his rookie season. He's about to get fitted for a huge piece of jewelry. And he's hanging out in California right now. Life is good. And this man joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. I've never met this man before, but I've been just, I've been to the town next to his hometown a bunch of times. He's from LaSalle, Ontario, and I've been to Windsor, Ontario. And actually, and Windsor, Ontario is four hours west of Toronto and across the river from Detroit, Michigan. There's a chance that we may have met, though, at the Detroit Air Race in the spring of 2009. And I say we may have met because that was one of the blurriest weekends of my entire life. <laughs> Any Red Bull event is a blurry event. Uh, so we may have met then uh, back in 2009, but I think he was already at school in uh, Houston at Rice uh, University. Um, and there's a good chance that we have shared said blurriness because after his Seattle Seahawks destroyed the, the Denver Broncos 43-8 to at Super Bowl 48, the following 96 hours may have been as blurry as any in human history for my guest, Luke Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. Welcome, sir, to the Cabbie Presents podcast. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Um, okay, so uh, before we get to the blurriness of those 96 hours after the Super Bowl, or maybe it's, okay, Super Bowl is like February the 2nd. So let's say from February the 2nd to Valentine's Day, I'm going to ask you if you have any clear memories from that 12-day period uh, due specifically to partying and other regalia. I'll ask you that in a little bit. But right now, Luke, where in the world are you? I'm actually right now I'm on, uh, in Hermosa Beach, California, right beside L.A. Um, Russell actually flew us all down here, the tight ends, wide receivers, and a couple of running backs, and we... Uh, Again, our OTA or not OTAs, our off-season training program starts next week. So uh, we're kind of getting after a week early, you know, working out and, and lifting and throwing in the morning, and then you know, spending the rest of the day on the beach. So it's been uh, been a fun week so far. Before we continue, I want who is your favorite Wilson? Is it Luke Wilson? Is it his brother Owen Wilson or another brother Russell Wilson? You know what I. Um, I like Owen Wilson. I think Owen is hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Russell's our, our fearless leader, so uh, those are probably my two favorites. But so, uh, nothing against Luke Wilson. <laughs> Luke Wilson, Luke Wilson uh, is the one that looks most similar to you, because he's yeah. only because he's got brown hair. Yeah, you know, and so I, and just like all the jokes I get about you know my name being an actor and all that nonsense. So I just kind of have a vendetta against the guy. <laughs> <laughs> when you meet him, you be like, dude, I friggin', I've hated you for years. <laughs> Pretty much. But no, he's funny, though. He is funny. 
So yeah, shout out yeah, to yeah. Old School, which is probably uh, his uh, mo- his best known movie, and then Owen Wilson in uh, Wedding Crashers. That was just legendary. Yeah, it was. It really was. So you guys are in Hermosa Beach, and you said that Russell flew you guys down, like the all the receipt. Like how many dudes did Russell Wilson put on his credit card to fly to Hermosa Beach? I, honestly, I don't know. That's a good question. But uh, you know, I got the text, "Hey, man, I got your flight from Seattle." Uh, if you want to come down to Hermosa Beach, let me know. And I was like, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pretty much how the conversation went. And you just like, you know, bring your workout gear, we'll work out and throw in the morning, and then the uh, rest of the day you'll be able to chill. So, so you, guys, nice. you guys are just like, like he's doing like throwing drills, like you guys are running patterns and that sort of thing? We are. First, we have actually been like in, there's a gym here, they call it the yard, and uh, we've been down there kind of doing all sorts of strength training stuff for both and movement stuff for about an hour and a half every morning. And then uh, we go over to some high school, kind of take a little, um, it's actually a little Mercedes, like a crossover between a bus and a van. It's pretty cool, actually. But uh, He spares he uh, no expense. Yeah. yeah, and then we head to this high school and probably throw for about an hour, you know, kind of do some football stuff. And then uh, a few other activities here and there. But it's been, uh, you know, kind of nice to get away, especially being home after Super Bowl, you know. It's, it was kind of hectic for me, so just kind of, sit back and not have not much to do in the afternoons with fun who's um so where are you staying like physically where is it a hotel or did a few guys go in on just renting a house no it's like a uh it's technically a hotel i guess but it's they're like little beach houses so all of us kind of have these little hotel rooms kind of in this huge beach house kind of looking place so I, i don't know what exactly the term would be to call this thing but all i know is i got a nice patio it's facing the beach, you know, I'm about, I'm about 100 yards away from the uh, water. So, again, I can't complain. Man, life is good for you, Luke. Like, all you got to do is, <laughs> all you got to do is, is, is win the Super Bowl, which only, I don't know, a few thousand people have ever done in the history of Earth. And, uh, <laughs> and then you got, life is made. Pretty much, you know. <laughs> hey, who's, uh, okay, so all the guys there, they're what, like about 15, to like 12, 15 guys? Yeah, somewhere around there, I'd say. Who's the funniest? Oh, that's a good question. But uh, I would say the funniest guy is probably, his name's Phil Bates. He's a wide receiver for us. Yeah. And uh, he's just, you know, kind of dramatic, but <laughs> he, uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, everything he says, and he's a little bit uh, argumentative, especially when you talk about his Lakers, but uh, he's a big Lakers guy. Okay. But he's, uh, he cracks everybody up, so it's pretty good stuff. Is he, um, who's like in, in any group, whether it's, you know, a dozen or 15, actually that's a pretty large group of just like going anywhere, whether it's for food or going to see a movie or whatever. So in every group, there's always a one upper. There's always one guy that has to one up someone else's story about anything. It could be getting a great deal on a TV or a computer or going to a great restaurant where they have like the unbelievable lobster. There's always one guy. So who's the one, who's the one upper in this group of characters? God, you know what? Honestly, when you're asking me that, because I know exactly the guy you're talking about, and I can think of like buddies back home who's just like that. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I mean, I know, I know the, uh, I know the guy, but I don't know if we have one of those. Not in it, because we only have wide receivers and tight ends down here. So I don't know if there is one of those guys. Uh, okay, so who's the, who's the here? guy in the Seattle locker room then? All right, I, I, if he hears this, everyone's going to cry laughing. But it's a rookie. Um, that's Jared, amazing. Jared Smith is his name. He's a uh, old offensive lineman. And uh, last year, I mean, we're buddies, so he'll probably take it a good heart. But last year, like, like kind of all the rookies meet, we would, you know, kind of exchange stories from college and this, that, and the other. And this guy would have the most insane stories <laughs> of all. <laughs> and, and it's like, you tell some story that, like, it's like you're, you know, you're going through your college highlight reel or whatever. And, and then this guy would come in and just put your story to complete shame. Wait, but uh, do you believe? Do you believe his stories? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> no. But, that's uh, oh, that's know. great. And it, like the one upper always kind of has to like interrupt your story. You could be telling like one of your greatest accomplishments. Like it could be with some females, or it could be like a particular game that you had. But then he'll like before you could even get to the punchline, he's like so excited to get in and just. Trample all over your all over your story just to get in his ridiculous. So, at, what what are some of the ridiculous things that he would say? Do you remember? 
like to give an example uh, of how how insane his stories were oh gosh um i'm trying to think of one there was one that was just insane but it's been so long and there's been there's been quite a few of them that i can't remember the one of them, I want to say it was something, it was a hunting story. But I'm not a big hunter, so I can't really remember what it was, but it was something like barbaric, like the amount of animals he killed or something that he shot, I don't know. And the guys were going nuts. You know, <laughs> so, Well, see, that's the, I mean, that's like a big difference between Canadians and Americans. Although there are Canadians that hunt, obviously. It's not, the hunting culture isn't... Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say all Canadians because, I mean, a lot of Canadians live in the prairies and on the, in the Maritimes, and I'm from Toronto. I mean, we're from su southwestern Ontario, and hunting, yeah. I mean, we hunt, like, uh, girls, not, like, yeah. uh, animals, like, with horns and t and tusks and hooves and that sort of thing. Um, so I was at the, okay, I was at the gym the other day, and I was telling this story to a friend of mine, actually, on a previous podcast. So I go play squash. Um, with one of my boys and you know, we, we get there at like, I don't know, quarter after nine and there are two dudes in the locker room completely naked and having like the loudest conversation. It was like uncomfortably loud for yeah. where we were. Do you, does that ever happen? You're in a gym and why are dudes talking so friggin' loud? Like no one cares about your conversation and also you're naked. There are other dudes like how, why are you talking so loud when you're completely naked? I just, has that happened to you? You know what? It hasn't because I think most football guys are like aware of like in the sense that of, they're friggin' huge and everybody's gonna be looking at them anyway. You know, not only that, but it's like you know when you're naked, can the conversation like not wait? So it's not like that <laughs> you know, like again, I mean, we're in a big locker room, all full of guys and stuff. We got reporters in there all the time, and you know, it is what it is. But it's like it's just it's un like you said, it's unnecessary, and it's I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've always been kind of because I know I know the, I know what you're talking about. You know, you get in there and the guys just shouting around, and it's like you know what, dude? Like you, you could do this whole thing with clothes on, and everyone in here would be a lot more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you um, how does it? How does the etiquette thing work for you guys? Like, what is what is off limits? Like, is it a dude's like shoes or his phone or his job? Like, there there's got to be some things that are off limits, and other things they're fair game as far as messing with another teammate. I think for the most part, uh, you know, shoes are 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 you can mess with another person with these shoes unless it's like a nice pair of Jordans. Don't get me wrong. If you got like nice. some crazy pair of Jordans guy, I mean, no one really, really touched those. As far as like cleats and that sort of stuff, you know, I, last year being a rookie, I found my shoes one time uh, jammed in the ice machine. So, you know, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a treat. That was a treat. You know, what was cool about it was they didn't just put them in the ice machine. They filled them up with ice and then buried them in there. Oh man! Yeah, you know, they, really, they really took some put some time and effort into that one. But uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, it was. I I never really seen that, and it was again. I was pretty impressed actually. And uh, <laughs> yeah, from shoes, I say are on limits unless it's unless, like I said, it's like a really expensive pair of shoes or like a kind of tough to find pair of Jordans. But um, off limits, I would say for the most part. Uh, you know, phones with regard to like social media stuff is like very off limits. So you, know you can't, you can't phone? like steal a guy's phone and then tweet something like, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Cause we, we get a lot of trouble for that. So like, and I always kind of see that with some of my buddies, like, oh, so-and-so left his phone unintended and they'll put some, you know, derogatory saying on there or whatever. And it's like kind of making them look like an idiot. But, uh, you know, if you did that with one of us, yeah, I mean, that, goes on ESPN and next thing you know you're getting fined and you, you, that whole thing so I'd say that's kind of where most guys draw the line. I had a friend or I have a friend his name's Kenny McIntyre he works for Red Bull and Kenny if you left your this is a few years ago if you left your phone out like at dinner or whatever you go to the bathroom and you left it on the table he would not only would he call for it but he was like a ninja as far as how quickly he could mess you up so he would send a mass test text you know, usually something sexual or he would like yeah. change your profile picture to like male genitalia on BBM or on your Facebook page. Like he worked so quickly, like he, he knew like how to work every friggin' phone and every app. So that was the dude uh, amongst the group of friends or like, um, you know, 
the people you hang out with, he was the guy that you always had to be aware of um, yeah. when he was around yeah. and with specific regards to your phone. He was that guy. You ever ask him, though, like, his, like how does he, and this is where like, everyone thinks that guy's funny, but for me, in my head, I'm like, how do you know where to, where to find all these, like, photos <laughs> and stuff? And, like, where do you come up with, like, like, what are you doing in your spare time, you know? Man, yeah, I, you're totally right. He's, I don't even, you know, I haven't even, I gotta ask him one day, like, dude, yeah. where do you find, like, photos, and do you have, like, do you have these websites memorized, or, like, is there, That's like, a, saying, do you have a so Dropbox account yeah. to, like, you know? You're, you're caught so off guard when it happens that you're, like, you don't really think about how, like, the process this guy did to do everything to your phone. Look, who's the guy, yeah. who's the guy in your, in your locker room that uh, is the most comfortable with his nudity? Like, the guy that well, not just do laps in the, the the locker room, but like he gets walks around freely as though he's in his own condo and nobody else is around. Honestly, we don't have that guy. Thank God for you. We don't. We had I had a couple guys in college like that. Really? In the NFL, we did not have we did not have uh, that guy at all. <laughs> oh but man! So far, I mean, it was only our first year, but we definitely, at least in my opinion, did not have that guy. Well, good. I mean, to, and hopefully that guy does not appear via trade or free agency or uh, an upcoming draft. Yeah, no, that uh, we'll see about that. But uh, I hope I hope you're right. <laughs> so you're in uh, you're in Hermosa Beach, and so how long are you guys going to be there? Um, just working out, like a week, a couple weeks? Yeah, just a week. So we um, we end up in uh, I think Monday we start our off season like strength and conditioning program and then we you know i think we watch like an hour of film every day and then we eventually graduate into otas so we're just here for a week have you been able to explore said hermosa beach or um use those wonderful eyes of yours to uh notice some of the sites that are at uh, hermosa beach <laughs> you know uh honestly i've kind of kept low a low profile here uh I haven't really done too much, you know, I don't know. I just, again, I was a bit exhausted kind of coming into it from all the uh, post-Super Bowl festivities, I guess. Yeah. So I've kind of, you know, kept myself a little bit and just uh, enjoyed not having to do much, you know. Listen, Luke, you were born, listen, your trade is a football player. You're a receiver. You have unbelievable hand-eye coordination. The second part of that is eye. Your eyes work very well because you have to catch a moving object that's moving at like 100 miles an hour. You have to catch it very quickly. Your eyes work, sir. You have to have noticed certain things or groups of uh, beach volleyball players, let's say, or a random skateboarder with a ponytail and a uh, bikini top, let's say. How's, uh, how's that part of the environment or where you live? It's nice. I have, you know, I do have, uh, like you said, good hand-eye coordination. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be out here on the beach kind of chilling and, and, you know, just enjoying the sunset, you know, taking, taking all the sights and sounds. That's pretty, you know, it's pretty much what you do at the beach, I guess. As you should. You're a young man. You have uh, hot blood in your body. And, um, <laughs> you know, and the sun is, I don't know how warm it is out there. It's probably like 80, 85 degrees or something. It's probably nice. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is really nice, especially you know we had a tough winter this year in Windsor, and I wasn't there for all of it, but I caught the tail end of it. It sucked. Oh, dude, so it, it was, was brutal. Uh, it was yeah, it was just horrendous. Have you been to um, Hennessy's Tavern? There's like a there's like when I go to Hermosa, there's like one patio that's like as close to the the Strand, the boardwalk, uh, and uh, it's on like Pier Ave. It's like the one closest to the Strand. Anyway, that's like where I've like hours and hours were spent on like off days just enjoying both the sights and the uh cervezas have, have you had have you had a chance What's to sit down now? it's called i think it's called hennessy's tavern it's like it's got like a green uh man it's got a nice patio there's an upstairs and um if you're standing at the snow the the surfer statue and you're looking uh, and your back is to the water. It's the closest one to the right. If you're if you're standing at the surfer statue, looking up the street, back to the water, you'll see it's right there on the corner. Okay, I might have to because uh, that's right. We're on. I think the address for our places is on the strand, like the road strand. So. Uh, oh, dude, you're literally on the beach. That is yeah. sick, dude. Those houses are beautiful. Yeah, so we're right there. So I have to find it today because you know I got I got some time to kill. It's only uh, what. 
two thirty. Thirty years. So, man, you got the rest of the day to go enjoy yourself, man. Have you yeah. um? Have you picked up? Do you have a bike, a bicycle, or a skateboard? No, I've been kind of walking everywhere. So uh, I don't know why, but it's always been weird. I actually enjoy walking places. So I'm, I'm one of those weirdos. That no, 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 dude. Out. That's that's how like. I mean, we're not exactly East Coast guys, but in the East, man, like in Toronto and, and New York, those are big, like, pedestrian cities where people walk. I mean, once you go out West, you know, I mean, I don't know what it's like in Seattle. I guess you can give me a better uh, uh, idea. I guess even, I think even people in Vancouver do a lot of walking. And in Los Angeles, nobody walks. But then in the beach communities, people walk or they're riding their bikes or whatever. So you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you totally got it there. You're all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, so, you, you know, it's funny that in your, your story about, like, how guys would prank each other or whatever, the Jordans are off limits. It's like that sneaker has such a cachet and, like, and it has such a, it's held in such high esteem by dudes. Like, no, I can't mess up with dudes' Jordans. Those are, those are Jordans. How is your sneaker game, Luke? Oh, it's on point. My sneaker game is on point. Nice, I dude. Mean. Nice. Let me rephrase that now. Let me on point for a kid from LaSalle, Ontario. Okay. <laughs> well, you you got a few more bucks in the bank account, you know. You know, it's nothing too extravagant and it's not too uh flamboyant either. Like I see some of these shoes and I'm not saying they don't look good on whoever's wearing them, but you know, they got all the iridescent or the neon colors and all that sort of stuff and that's really not my style. So, you know, I got a pair of uh I picked up a pair of Gamma Elevens. Oh, nice, dude. So, yeah, I got a pair, so I've been wearing those around a bit, and then I picked up a pair of the, uh, I don't know if you're a big Jordan guy, the Infrared Sixes. Uh, I don't. Maybe like two months ago. I don't uh, I don't think I know those ones. Yeah, they're, you know what, they're white. They got a little kind of like weird red on the bottom to them. Uh, again, they, you know, and then I got some, a couple of Nike Freeze here and there. Uh, you know, I got a couple go out shoes that, you know, I think aren't bad, so, so I, 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 I got a nice, uh, nothing too flashy, but I got, you know, I got, I'd say I'm, my shoe, if my sneaker game is diverse, if I had to, uh, Ah, uh, nice, well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I just I just looked up the infrared ones. Those are probably the flashiest shoes you have. I mean, they're bright red. I know I know the I know the sixes. I just hadn't seen it in this colorway. But those you're making yeah. a statement if you walk out of your house with those. Yeah, so you know, and I may have I may have I wasn't gonna tell you this, but I may have gotten a pair of custom <laughs> uh, Jordans. That, that is are so like gross. The elephant pattern. Oh, really? So wait wait, yeah. wait. Elephant like like that kind of like like a, a gray, like a darkish gray? Yes. It's like a grayish black pattern. Yeah. Kind of designed with the whole thing. And I got the, yeah, so I did that whole thing too. They turned, you know what? I was kind of doing it online. I was like, uh, I don't know how these going to look, but I actually kind of like them. So, you know, I'm pleased. Nice, nice. So, wait, yeah. okay, so as far as sneakers go, what are you working with? Like maybe 12, 20 pairs of sneakers? Ooh, you're talking running shoes, going out shoes. You know, no, 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 no. Just, just sneakers. Just, just sneakers. Okay, probably. Yeah, I'd say around ten to fifteen in there. Okay, okay. Is there is there a guy on your team that has like an obscene, almost offensive amount of sneakers? Oh, oh yeah. I don't even know how many, but I know there's a few guys because they'll have a new pair of sneakers every day. <laughs> who, who, who are the? You're like, dude. Are you serious? I haven't seen you wear the same pair of sneakers. I've I've seen you for four months, and you don't wear the pa same pair of kicks. Have you? Yeah, I'll t I'd say the guy with the best, the two guys with the best sneakers game on our team would be Earl Thomas, and I mean he's always got like the coolest shoes on that are like if it's like a cool shoe. In the world, he's got it on that day. Wow. Okay, he's yeah, one of those. He's, that dude is dialed he's in. It. He's plugged in. Yes. Oh, he's got it. And then I'd say the next guy would probably be uh, a rookie running back, Christine Michael. I trained with him down in Florida uh, when we were getting ready for the draft. Even back then, I mean, he, uh, as far as Jordans go and, and stuff like that, he's, uh, he, you know, he sent me his guy's number. Because I was trying to get a different pair, and he said to me, I got a guy, man. He said, I just text my guy. My guy gets him to me. And uh, that's kind of how he does it. So it's, you know, it's pretty impressive. So how does that work, Luke? Like you text the dude like, hey, man, uh, you know, uh, Christina, send me your number. Uh, you know, I'm just looking to get a pair of kicks. Like, 
do you know how the transaction works? Like, do they just send them to you because you have a certain level of visibility? Uh, well, your much greater visibility now, or do you have to pay for these kicks? I don't know. I would assume you'd have to pay for them. I've never texted a guy. I get mine. I'm actually signed with Nike, so I find nice. out when they all drop, and then I just have this little like portal that I go into on my little Nike account. Oh, that's and sick. That's where I get all my stuff at. But uh, stuff, not everything goes on to the Nike site. Like the gammas are on there, and so are the infrared sixes. But uh, you know. It's one of those things where if they're not on the, like, you don't know for sure on our portal, sometimes you will. But, uh, like, I remember the one day, I can't remember what dropped, but they weren't on the Nike thing, and all the guys were kind of hustling around. Were they the breads when the breads dropped, like, a month ago or two months ago? Yeah, that might have been it. That might have been it. So, and then uh, what was the other one that they were all, is it the Toros? The, The completely red ones, they're... I don't remember. I, I, again, I don't know if I got all the terms down. I thought I thought yours were like well, yours are like completely red. I thought, but the t- could be the Taurus. No, mine are the mine are is is the white with red. The Taurus. Oh, okay, my bad. Fine. Yeah, the white with red or the, is the infrared. I think the Toro sixes is the all red. But I could be wrong. Again, I don't know all the Jordan lingo. I'm kind of new in the game. Yeah, but you're in the game, though. You're in the game. I think I, I'm I'm on the outside. <laughs> I don't. Uh, so okay. So which which um, style of Jordans is your favorite? A lot of people ride with the either the, the threes, the fours, the fives, or the elevens. I'm the eleven guy. I like the elevens. Yeah, elevens are even some people ride with the nines, but anywhere between you know three to eleven, those are those are legit. And those are the ones yeah. that, like, Michael Jordan sells, like, $2 billion worth of the friggin' sneaker because people are just, Nike just, oh, yeah, we'll just invent new colorways. And then, you know, kids of a certain age between, like, 20 and 40, I guess when you're, when you're 40, you're not a kid, but they just eat those <laughs> up, man. They just, it's just yeah. insane. I didn't realize how much, uh, like, violence comes about these things. Oh, like, dude, yeah. That, uh, Kids are fighting in stores to like, like legit. Yeah. yeah. And there was, did you see that one thing on Twitter where the one shop in, uh, in New York's like, Hey, we're not selling these today or the, the NYPD has shut us down. So don't line up cause we're not selling them on the first day. There was something like that from our, like a prominent sneaker retailer in New York city because there was violence when dudes fighting in the, in the store, destroying the store to get their hands on the latest Jordans. Yeah, in Seattle, because I remember the one time, uh, I can't remember which pair of these were, but we were in the mall, and the guy was like, yeah, in order to get a pair of these, you have to come in and enter a raffle. And then we picked names out on the raffle, so don't even show up here the day of. That's right. That's right, dude. I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, it's that bad. And then I was like, "Uh, you mind saving me a few pairs? He's like, no problem. Hey, so this football movie Draft Day is out. Kevin Costner, Dennis Leary, uh, Jennifer Gardner. Uh, have you seen it? And if not, do you have any interest in seeing it? I have not seen it, and I will probably never see it. And I, I don't mean that. I just, I don't have any interest. In, I think the whole drafting is just, it's absurd. It really is. Like when you swear, I didn't really get it when I was like an outsider, but then when I like experienced the whole draft itself, uh, it's just like the, I don't know. There's just a lot of things about it that, I mean, are cool, and, you know, some things helped me out, some things didn't help me out, but I just find it, again, I haven't seen the movie, how, like, the littlest things can change everything, you know? And uh, it's kind of like if one guy starts getting attention and then all of a sudden, you know, some other team likes him, you get, like, a fifth-round guy who becomes, like, a second-round draft pick because there's so many teams that like him. So you're yeah, so so what like what is it about the draft day that you think is that you find is it because of that like if one guy uh, sorry what is it the thing about the draft day that you kind of object to that you find like silly is it because the chatter about one guy uh, and say oh say the Vikings are now interested in then the Buccaneers and blah 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 so that boosts draft stock like three rounds is it that or is it something else that bugs you about draft day. I think that's part of it, but also just, like, there's so much. I mean, if you go around now, it's like this book, that book, this guy's a fifth-round pick, this guy's a first-round pick, and then draft day comes, and other than, like, the first five picks, everything everyone says about it is probably wrong, you know? And it's like you got to understand that, like, a lot of these teams, uh, 
don't listen to like the media, you know, nor do they care what the media says. So I just, I don't know. And there's some teams, and I think that, but it also gets to the point where if you're not like a known guy in the media and teams like your film, people are afraid to draft you because they're like, Hey, we really like this guy, but no, he's not like a big media star. So if he doesn't turn out five years from now, everyone's going to be like, remember when they took a chance on this kid? No one knew about him. But then you'll get other teams that are like, we don't really care what the media wants. You know, we're going to draft who we think is the best player. So there's like, I guess what I don't like about the draft is that I feel like there's a lot of non-football activities that play into where everyone gets drafted. Oh, yes, of course, dude. I mean, you have, I mean, certainly the, you know, the quarterbacks are, are obviously like the biggest stars. So, you know, every time friggin' Johnny Football hangs out with Drake, that's a that's an issue. Or even, you know, Jadavian Clowney is, uh, you know, he's posing with, you know, cops or anything that he does. Some 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 GM off, you know, uh, anonymous GMs like, oh, he's lazy. One of the quarterbacks was was uh, compared to friggin', um, uh, oh, Teddy Bridgewater was compared to. Uh, uh, Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday, like that's a fictional character. How are you how are you comparing a friggin' a guy to a fictional movie character? Like it's you're right though. They the out the non football chatter definitely influences people's perception of the player yeah. and his his ability on the field where it matters. Yeah, so that's uh, did that did yeah, that affect right. you? Did like did any do you feel like any of that affected you personally? You know what? It was one of those things where. Uh, this is kind of my story was, you know, I always felt like I could run all right for, you know, a big guy. And then, uh, you know, my senior year got hurt a little bit. Some things happened. I didn't, I put up statistically wise, like catching the ball. I had my worst year, my all four. And, uh, my first, my sophomore and junior year, I had pretty good years numbers wise. And, you know, I was on all the award watch lists and all that sort of stuff. And then all of a sudden like, I got leave my senior year and they're like, Oh, Luke Wilson is strictly a blocking tight end. Uh, we'll, you know, not not fast enough. Yeah, I'm reading all this stuff. I'm like, what on earth? Like, I used to be, you know, I I used to catch a bunch of balls. I, again, I mean, I had did not have a great year statistically catching the ball. I felt like I did have a good year blocking, but uh, and then it was like, I run my, I go to pro day and I run this forty, and the next day I read this article and it's like. Luke Wilson is a speed tight end, but I'm not really sure if he can block. <laughs> like, oh wow! Like so that's totally ago, flipped. Blocking tight end who couldn't run. Yeah. You know, but now it was like I ran a fast forty, so now I'm considered a running tight end who can't block. And it was like when I first got to Seattle, all the questions were like, "Are you worried about your blocking? Like, you know, how about your blocking? We you know where you're a speed guy." And I'm just sitting there answering these questions like, uh, "I mean, no wrong. I knew to be in Justin blocking, but coming out of college, the first before pro day, I was considered a blocking end, you know. So just that kind of stuff is it gets annoying, I guess, that to say the least. Your your impression sounded like Mel Kiper Jr. <laughs> that's right. You know, that's that's pretty much how I mean they, most of these draft guys sound. And it's like, uh, you know, again, if you're a top ten pick, you know, everyone watches everything about you and they know everything about you, and that's one thing. But for like the rest of us, uh, you know, a lot of times I just felt. I don't know. I don't know what the exact adjective I'm, I should be using is, but I felt not cheated, but, you know, overlooked in a way. And, like, people would be saying things about how I play football, and they don't, like, you know, they've seen three clips of my college career, and all of a sudden they become an expert. Yeah, so you you felt like you are misrepresented by the by yeah. by the football pundits, the Mel Kuyper Juniors, et cetera, that are yes. paid to evaluate your guys' talent. But, yeah, and haven't really played a lick of football actually i don't know i don't know mel kuyper jr's resume i think he's been an analyst forever but i'm not entirely sure so i shouldn't uh i shouldn't take stabs at him but i know what you're saying though the the media yeah. in general as an entity yeah so that's kind of my thing with draft day. again i mean it's kind of a cool event again it was an exciting day for me at home once i was drafted prior to being drafted it might have been the longest day of my life but, uh, <laughs> You know, um, but it was it was a cool day for me, and somehow I'll always remember. But um, again, just kind of everything leading up to it, and it's like, you know, I remember sitting there running my about to run my forty, and thinking to myself like, out of all my career at Rice, I was like, it literally came down to like that moment. I was like, okay, if I run fast and get you know put up a good time, I'll be drafted. If I don't, like, I'm gonna have to go the free agent route. And it's like for something like so big to come down to like 
140 time. Like, God forbid I come up with a pulled hamstring or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so, a lot of pressure, man. You know, but it was it's one of those things where I had done so many 40s down in Florida where I was training at that uh, it was like, I mean, I could, at that moment, I could literally rip off 40-yard dashes, like, consistently just because that's all. I mean, I went down to a place that's called Lettica Head Sports. It was actually a Canadian guy. Is the uh, name's Mike Goff. And he's from Scarborough. Oh, uh, yeah, I think I've heard of this there. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I was down there for two and a half months. And, you know, with all the – you're literally just training on these combine drills. So, again, it was a lot of pressure, but I had done and trained so many times in the 40 that it wasn't like – I wasn't really nervous. I was actually kind of excited. So what was your time? So hand time, uh, I was a 4 4 Six or four four seven, I think NFL.com reported one of them to be a four four six or four and a and a four five seven. I think was the second one. Which wow, you're honest, flying, dude. Got, we got the second one a four five seven because I mean we had an electric timer out there. I think I was like four five one and a four five three. So usually hand time is quicker. So I see this article on you know I'm sitting there like hey all cause all the scouts don't go off the electric go off their own hand. I'm like hey I'm a high four four guy. And yeah yeah. It was like I think so. Yeah, it was four four six and four five seven was what NFL dot com reported it. So then it ended up averaging to a four five one. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yeah, four five. I mean, four five seven is still fast, but a four four six, dude. You're like that's like running back speed, dude. Yeah. No, I was uh, I was moving pretty good on pro day. Again, my uh, guy, you know, the Canadians not a train right. My guy in Florida got me right for that, and uh, I was I was I felt pretty good. So you, so you, the time that you will actually watch this movie called Draft Day will be you'll be on a plane, or it'll be like a, on a friggin' Saturday night where you're in what's a terrible city, uh, a terrible like Tampa is like a terrible yeah. football city, or so you we it'll be one of those situations where you'll actually watch this movie. Probably yes. Like I wouldn't actually go out of my way to watch. A draft day movie, partially because I don't again I haven't seen it, so I don't want to say anything bad about it. But it's like, I mean, how do they know what the draft day is like? And every team is different, you know. Yeah, I guess so I guess I it's got a feeling that it's it's just going to be a lot of uh, stuff that probably doesn't happen, but seems cool for like the public. So you you were drafted in the fifth fifth round. Was what was Sherman also drafted in the fifth round, or was he the third round? Fifth, and R Russell was the third. Russell you know, that's was the third. What I mean, by like okay, like how are these guys fifth and third round picks? Yeah. That's crazy, cause they're, cause, cause uh, Richard Sherman is an all-world corner, and Russell Wilson is a you know top ten talent at his position, and that's yeah, that's crazy. It just proves that nobody knows, nobody knows. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of my whole gig with the draft, and even our other safety there, Cam Chancellor, was a fifth-round guy. Right. I mean, he might be. It's like you're sitting there, and you got Cam with strong safety, and who's and a oh, he's Sherman. a monster. Yeah. And both those guys are all pro. I mean, two of the best defensive players in the league. And, you know, if they stay healthy, probably both can end up being Hall of Fame guys. You know, and uh, it's like they're both fifth-round picks. And I'm like, for all these experts out here, like, you know, what happens? So, I don't know. That's just stuff. It's, it's kind of mind-blowing when you think of it. I, when we were at the uh, NFL Hall of Fame, this is what the guy at the Hall of Fame told me. So, this is stats false. You can blame him. But he said that in the Hall of Fame, there's more free agents, so non-drafted Hall of Famers, than there is first pick overall. Wow! So wow! You, so like more, more free agents. Chosen one, you know. Yeah. And he said that there's more. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that there's more free agents. Obviously, there's only one first pick overall. So I mean, but I mean, for 300 guys to be drafted, or 253 or 54, whatever it is. You know, and for that amount of non-drafted guys to be Hall of Famers compared to guys who picked first overall, I mean, that's kind of oh, I thought I thought you meant number one, just number one picks, not number one overall. Like, cause every team, cause there's 32 teams get a number one pick, so I thought that's what you meant, not like the number one, like the the Peyton Manning or the, geez, I can't even remember who went number one or or Cam Newton or whatever. I thought, oh, okay. Still, but you know that's what? still impressive, though, for the guys that, yeah. I mean, that's like, there's hope, and that just shows you that hard work and some luck and being in the, on the right team, you know, and obviously, you know, your talent is what uh, 
can give you a long career and and not having you know career threatening injuries which is probably the biggest threat to anybody's career is those injuries yeah no that's the big thing in football is kind of staying healthy so so what okay so if you're not going to see drafted what is your favorite football movie oh gosh oh that's probably uh Honestly, it's probably the replacement. Come on, are you serious? Come on. I mean, what else would it be? Man, the replace like Keanu Reeves, man. I don't. You know what? Wasn't Sinbad in that movie too? I don't know, but the dude, (laughs) the the middle linebacker there, who who's crazy, and uh, you know, you get the deaf guy playing tight end. It's you know, it's it's funny. It's don't tell me you don't like. You don't like the replacements. You know, I've never seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're missing out. I've never seen it, man. I've never seen it because I, so. But like, I don't think you're probably one of Luke. You're probably one of eight hundred and ten thousand people that would cite the replacements as their favorite. No, you know what? I'm going to change that to eight point one million. You're one out of eight point one million. This is a totally made up stat that cites. <laughs> The replacements is there. Most people would go either. Remember uh, the Titans. Remember the Titans. That's is that what you're going with now? No, oh, I'm sticking with replacements. But remember the Titans was my number two. Okay, yeah, that's. I think that's my favorite one, just because of all the storylines, the the racial overtones, and the you know Denzel's speech, and I love the moment with Donald Faison. He's like, "Oh, you? Why are you smiling? Uh, I'm not smiling. (laughs) No, you're smiling." Uh, no smile, sir. Like that is a funny exchange, and I don't think yeah. that movie has any slow motion. So it kind of removes that cliche in sports movies, and and just everything is you know a live action. I don't think there. If I can remember correctly, I don't think there's any slow motion in that movie. Um, yeah. But man, the replacements. Hey, dude, that makes you an original, dude. You know what? I think I think the actor Luke Wilson also has replacements as his <laughs> favorite football movie. So now you have two things in common. Yeah, no, you know what? I just made I, that up. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ignore that comment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last but, thing, la- last thing I want to talk to you about is yeah. uh, the 96 hours. Actually, okay, since you're you're currently with about a dozen teammates, um, what's the best uh, Super Bowl like? Post Super Bowl story that you heard, like was somebody invited to the Cannes Film Festival and they had like, or they spent a week at Yacht Week with a bunch of super hot Croatian chicks, or was somebody did somebody friggin' take an F one, uh, you know, an F one car and 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 drive from Nice to somewhere in Germany? Like, what's the best? Or does someone just like? get a get a a blue robe and just get their friggin um Hugh Hefner on. Have you heard a great post Super Bowl story from one of your friends, uh, one of your teammates? Nothing like that crazy. I would say that it was more I had heard. And I'm not going to I'm not going to say names. You don't have I to. The story the story itself will be amazing enough. But I had heard that there were some few players that came back to Seattle for the parade. Flew out the next day to Vegas. Spent a weekend in Vegas. Flew from Vegas to Miami. Spent a week in Miami. Oh, my gosh. Went from Miami to Brazil. Spent a week in Brazil. Come on. And then flew back to Miami for another week. Hold again, that's, just, that's rumor mill. Again, I haven't seen these guys. Um, I mean, this was kind of the first week where we were all back together. So um, I hadn't seen them. So I could be, again, that could just be, that's secondhand information. Okay, so whoever those players were that went on this unbelievable trip where there were lady pyramids, they were making it rain, there was a, uh, gold, you know, bottles of bubbly, they must have spent more than their Super Bowl bonus, right? Just based on you know, the logic of what, what those trips were and where they were? You know what? I would. I'm, I'm going to say probably not because I want to say this is kind of one thing. Is that once you win the Super Bowl, you get a lot of things for free. Ooh, that's a good point. Like a lot of we get a lot of free stuff, and uh, so if I had to guess, they probably didn't spend that much money. But again, I wasn't there, so I have no idea. 
So, uh, what kind of stuff do you get? Did you get for free? I mean, you probably get some like clothes, but do you get like tickets to events and, I mean, and that sort of thing. Sometimes, like especially post Super Bowl, it's like you get a ton of people like, hey, can you like we'll send you all this free clothes and just like tweet about it. But especially like if you go places, they just want to be able to say like, hey, like Super Bowl champion Seahawks are here. It's like that kind of like that's like the trade off is you know you get treated like the uh, the animal at the zoo, like you know you got the hot new zoo attraction <laughs> at your place, yeah. and then you get to kind of stay there or, or do this or that or X Y and Z for free. You and know? and you think that these dudes, dude, it's Vegas, Miami, and we're we're sorry, where else? Then they went Brazil and then back to Miami. That's what I heard. Again. That is insane, I, dude. Like those, those, you haven't heard of who they were because those guys are no longer alive. Like <laughs> that's, right. that's after three weeks of partying like that, there's their bodies have to. Even though they're some of the finest specimens to walk the earth, there's no way their bodies didn't shut down on them. Yeah, yeah. You know what? But that's kind of one of those things where I found that uh, it was a long year, so it was. Kinda, I bet it was kind of good though, in a sense, you know. To, to get out, get away from football a bit, and then, you know, when March comes, you really got to kind of zone back in and get back in shape. So how much, if that is, say, like a 100%, or if that's a, if that rates as a 100 as far as partying goes, then what, in your 96 hours post-Super Bowl, what number would you give your level of, of enjoyment of that celebration? So you said that's a 90 what percent? No, that's a 100. What those guys did, that's a 100. Okay. So in the next next just few days of, the, of that whole month. Oh my gosh, a month? Okay. Let's <laughs> let's go the let's go the month of February. Okay. The month of February, I'd give myself is probably a 75. Wow, dude, Maybe. you got after it. You got you, know you did happened? well. I'll tell you what happened. Was uh so here I am, you know, I won, won the Super Bowl, you know, pretty feeling the jubilation, whatever you want to say. But then we go from there to uh, I get this call one day, and it was, I, again, I went to college at Rice, which is in Houston. So then I get this call, and they're like, hey, we've got a signing for you in Houston. So you got to, and they're like, we'll fly you down here, and I'm, I'm messing this guy. I'm like, hey, I'm like, can I come in, like, on, the signing was a Sunday. I'm like, can I come in on the Friday? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, we'll put you up at a hotel, yada, yada, yada. So I'm like, here I am. I'm going on a first-class flight to Houston. You know, I got a little much more money than I had in college now in my pocket. Just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> paid to do it with, uh, you know, with a, a free hotel room at that. So, I mean, I'm staying at the Galleria in Houston. And, uh, I mean, I had all my college boys there. So that weekend was a little kind of crazy. And then... I went back to Vegas the next weekend, so I flew back to Seattle, and then we had a little rookie, a couple of us rookies went to Vegas, and uh, it was probably, you know, believe it or not, it was a little more low-key than a normal Vegas trip, though. We didn't get too out of control or anything like that. I mean, we had fun, but uh, I got a feeling that some of these other guys going to Vegas probably did a, went a little uh, harder than we did, but then <laughs> the next weekend, uh, I went back to Houston because it was the second part of that signing. And then the following weekend, I was the first weekend I was in my hometown. And I, I mean, you said you've been to Windsor, so you kind of know there's not much to Windsor. But if you're looking for a nice uh, party place, Windsor's a pretty place, good place to be. You know, agreed, a hundred percent. So, so it was one of those things where uh, I don't know. Like I said, the next kind of four weekends were uh, you know homecoming with the college dudes, a Vegas trip. Uh, back to college guys and then homecoming with all my friends and family back home. So, again, I wouldn't say it was in the 90s, but I'd give myself, you know, a solid 75%. That's, that's, the, that's well done. Hey, you mentioned you had a little bit more money than you did in college. How, how, much, how many more days or how many weeks after you win the Super Bowl do you physically get that direct deposit or the, the physical check that, that comes with winning the Super Bowl? Uh, it was probably about... A week and a half, two weeks. A week and a half. Does it, did it come in a check or did it just get direct deposited into your bank account? Direct deposited. Direct deposited. Direct deposited. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice little bonus, man. I mean, the bigger bonus is obviously winning the game, but that's a nice little cherry on top to get, uh, to get some no fun doubt. money.
No doubt. It's also a nice little uh, reminder of how friendly Uncle Sam is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure Uncle Sam was like, oh, that's a big reminder. One of those where he just kicks you right in the groin. He's like, oh, I'm going to take half of this. <laughs> that's right. But again, I can't complain because it, uh, it, was, it was a pretty cool experience. Luke Wilson. Today has been awesome. This has been a very fun conversation, man. It was, uh, it was, it was great meeting you this way, and I, I look forward to uh, shooting a segment with you. I will write something for us to do on uh, on the TV side on TSN. Um, and uh, in the meantime, please just start tending, sending me uh, text messages, or if you want to make it visual, just of your environment while you're in Hermosa <laughs> Beach. Like I would appreciate that. Now that we are. Now that we have a relationship via text, you know, this sharing is caring, Luke. That's right. <laughs> on, uh, That's on, <laughs> on Twitter, it's uh, LWilson82. Is that correct? It is. I think it's LWilson underscore 82, but the trick is my last thing has two L's in it. Right. So it's L-W-I-L-L-S-O-N underscore 82. On Instagram, it's just LWilson82, or is it LWilson underscore 82? I think it's Al Wilson underscore you too, but I could be totally wrong. Okay, let me <laughs> let me just let me just look it up for the people. And I I know I I looked at it today. You've only posted five pictures. Yeah, you know what happened was uh, all my buddies were ragging me telling me I need Instagram, so I posted four in one night, and then I just posted my fifth one when I first got to Hermosa. Right, which I liked so, that photo because that just brought back memories. Just a beautiful beach, and then it must have been like early because there's nobody on the beach, but it's just a beautiful environment. Yeah, so you know what? Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go post another couple photos and see like you know if you like it, then then maybe I should keep it going. You should, but don't don't you don't binge post like post like every you know few days or like once a okay. week or something like that. Space it out. See, that's my thing. I don't know. I don't know the Instagram etiquette. You know, I don't want to be that guy. So I got I got to learn Instagram etiquette. Dude, you you listen. <laughs> you're you're never gonna post like a million selfies of yourself in a friggin' bathroom, blah, blah, blah. So you're, you'll be okay, because, like, you're, you'll, you're, you're smart enough to know, oh, dude, your sneakers, man. Dude, you should post your sneakers. Whenever you get new ones, put that up on Instagram and get a bunch of likes, because Instagram for dudes, we just look at chicks, sneakers, cars, and chicks, and then girls, they look at everything. I might line up all my Jordans in it and then go from there. That might that might be a good photo when you get back to Seattle. Yeah, see what you yeah, just the Jordans. I mean, even if it's a yeah. if it, even if it's a modest collection, it's still a dope collection. And yeah, definitely when so. you get those special order, the elephant ones, those have to go up. Yeah, they got it. You're right. Uh, man, it was wonderful talking to you. Enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of your time in Hermosa. Enjoy the OTAs, and you have a huge fan of yours here in Toronto rooting for you as you guys will be the defending Super Bowl champs. Appreciate it, Cabby. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents, the podcast.